it's time to suit up. Or, you know, just chill out in your pyjamas or whatever you're doing. We're in lockdown, but that doesn't mean that we can't provide you with top quality podcast entertainment. Now, I'm George White, I'm the film editor at Meteor Media, but today I'm, I'm drifting away from film a little bit and I'm checking out Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Series 7, the final series. Now, full disclosure, I was not a massive fan of this series for the past couple of seasons. Um, I really, really enjoyed it in the early days. And season four was my favourite. I thought that was incredible storytelling. The whole Matrix style uh, of story. The framework, as they called it. I found that really interesting. And, you know, they added new elements, unexpected elements, such as evil fits, which really um, freshened things up. I thought that was really good, but... Then it got too spacey, it got too extraterrestrial. I mean, they, they literally left Earth and went to a, a massive space shuttle in the sky, and it was with that that I kind of lost interest in the show. But with the final series, I mean, this is a show that's been going on for nearly a decade, and it's been a big part of my TV watching life. Uh, I remember watching the first series when it kind of, kind of connected to the films, especially The Wind Soldier. I think that was that was the closest that we got to any kind of crossover. And the story really tied well into the events that unfolded in The Wind Soldier. And I thought this was really interesting storytelling and, you know, something that we haven't really seen on TV before. And now I watch it and, you know, it feels like a, a soap opera in a lot of ways. It feels like I'm watching EastEnders. Or actually, for our American friends, Riverdale. You know, it's it's got that sort of vibe. It's not good anymore it's very cheesy um but i want to see it through to the end and there is still a lot to enjoy uh, you know if you just kind of switch off your mind try not to think about anything that's happening and just take it at face value so with episode one the basic premise is of course you know having been to space having been into an artificially intelligent world um having been torn apart from the inside by hydra having been attacked by a hedgehog woman there's only really one place that this series can go and that is back in time now i must admit when i saw the promotion for this i was baffled i mean my head was in my hands i couldn't believe that they were going back in time it's just crazy and honestly with episode one it didn't really change my mind in terms of the plot points um it still seems pretty crazy to me but that said there were things to enjoy and, and it was entertaining and, you know, because we like to be positive here at Meteor, uh, because we like to, you know, not, not take down things that a lot of people have worked hard on. And so I'm going to start off with the positives from episode one. Now, I mean, it doesn't often speak too much, um, too highly of a show or film when you point out that the main positives were costume and set design. But the aesthetics for this episode were amazing. Um, the costumes were really cool. I think all the guys looked super suave. I love that sort of... A clothing design i love that aesthetic it was really nice and the sets were were brilliant you know they were quite immersive um they felt like agent carter which i found quite quite fun and it did feel like you were being transported back to 1931 not that i've been there i wouldn't know myself but that's how i imagine it and i think they nailed it in that um in that department same with the soundtrack i think the the soundtrack was was really cool the jazz elements to it were really enjoyable i'm a big fan of jazz I'm one of the only few, it seems, these days, but I stand by it. And uh, yeah, I think the, the soundtrack was, was really cool. It added to that sort of immersion um, in the 30s theme, complementing the aesthetic really well. 
and I think that that sort of vibe, the vibe to it, the kind of themes, the, the feel of the show, they got a spot on. The cinematography was really good as well, I felt. Some of the CGI, as you'd expect for a TV show, um, with a, a budget that I'd imagine has not been expanded since series one. The CGI was a bit dodgy in places, but, you know, that's to be expected. And, and honestly, all the rest of the visuals and the aesthetic work was really good. The best part of the episode as is often the case with any Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, is Agent Simmons. Elizabeth Henstridge is just a delight. She's always one of the highlights. She's one of the main reasons that I stuck around for as long as I did. Her and Fitz, they worked really well together. And um, obviously they're, they're apart now, but Simmons herself is enough of a kind of charming character to keep me entertained and to keep me interested in what's going on. I think she's such a a natural actress um i think she she is simmons in a lot of ways and and the character has developed uh, over the years but she's still incredibly likable and she's still she's still simmons um which you know considering all the crazy stuff that's going on that's quite impressive and um hopefully it stays that way because like i say she is the main reason really that i watch it and um she's probably the funniest character the most natural actress in my opinion out of a lot of them the most natural actor with Agent Coulson coming back, I mean, you know, if you've seen any of the marketing material, you would know that he's back. Um, don't think he's too big a spoiler in that regard. I must admit, I was I was massively sceptical. Um, one of the main criticisms that I have for Marvel's work is that character deaths don't really hit the mark, because more often than not, they are brought back. Um, and again, for the third time, fourth time, God only knows how many times Coulson's come back. He's back again, and that's stupid in a lot of ways. It's irritating in a lot of ways, but it's you know you don't have agents to shield without him. Um, and the way they did it is stupid. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> he is brought back as an LMD, easy route out. Um, you know they they try and make it more interesting by having him supposedly having to deal with the fact that he is you know a robot. But still, it it feels like a cheap get out. Um, in a lot of ways, and it, it led to one of the, the worst lines of dialogue in TV history, which is, quote-unquote, you can't just shut Colton down. This was a positive, I'm, I'm remembering now. Um, I love Agent Colson. I love Clark Gregg. I think he's brilliant. Um, yeah, he's he's such a presence in this show, you know. I mean, the the whole series was, was based around him, you know. He, he was a key reason that the show was commissioned in the first place. Um, obviously, he had such an influence in The Avengers in 2012, that he was brought back for the show and honestly if there's no Coulson then there's really no point doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so yes it's stupid the way they brought him back yes it's stupid that he's back at all you know I mean if he if he ever dies again no one's gonna even bat an eyelid because <laughs> they know he'll be back at some point but that said um it is great to have him on screen and you know the chemistry that he has with the rest of the cast is is brilliant it's obvious that they're all you know best buds off the screen and with a show like this where it's all about just having fun um he is one of the most fun aspects of it however and i touched upon this uh, already moving on to the negatives <clears throat> the biggest one is undoubtedly the dialogue pretty much all of the dialogue from start to finish wow i mean wow um I have got some a selection of quotes. Uh, I've already mentioned one, uh, one of the worst ones. But uh, alongside that, 
there was, quote-unquote, a woman with mechanical arms will draw too much attention. No one's ever going to find you to you're dead. You chuckleheads get any blood on the floor, I'll make you clean it up. And finally, it's easy to assassinate the president when he isn't the president yet. This is just a selection of quotes from one episode, 40 minutes of this show, which is one of the reasons why I switched off from it. You know, watching it again and and you know, experiencing the horror that is this dialogue made me kind of love the, love the show more, actually. Um, if you're looking at the quality of the show, it is not a great look, but it is what it is, you know, um, that is part and parcel of the show, it's always been this sort of dialogue, this sort of writing, and as terrible as it is, <laughs> you just kind of got to take it for, for what it is, and you know, like I say, when you're watching this sort of show, you want to just kind of chill out, you want, you don't want to be too, too engaged in a way, um, you know, it's not Game of Thrones, you know, it's not one of these stories that you really have to concentrate on. There aren't those moving pieces, it's very simple. Again, I, t- I touched upon Riverdale, you know, it feels very similar in terms of dialogue, which I only really put together last night when I watched the show. Again, speaking of Riverdale, uh, the bad guys in this episode really did feel like something from Riverdale. It, it got to the point where the main bad guy just felt like a robotic Mr. Honey. You know, I, I kept expecting him to to turn around and say, toodles, every time he walked off screen. Um, you know, so melodramatic, so bad at line delivery, um, so one-dimensional, and the whole um, cyber crypto nanobot 3000s, or whatever the bad guys are called, it's, it's just so weird to me, to be honest. It feels very Star Trek as opposed to, you know, Marvel. And, you know, it just kind of shows how far the show has expanded in terms of craziness since that first series when, you know, it's mainly just S.H.I.E.L.D. dealing with, you know, day-to-day weird occurrences. Now, you know, you have a a bloodthirsty species of robots hunting people through space and time. It's it's insane. And, you know, it's... It's a shame, really, uh, in a lot of ways, because I think in the past, you know, when you had uh, Grant Ward, Volume 1, you know, I think that's a genuinely intimidating, kind of unnerving bad guy, um, because, um, you know, he's real, he's there in your face, you know, he could be anyone, the fact that he betrayed them, especially, uh, led to more of an impact, and even, you know, 3 to Series 4, you had, um, you know, within the framework, you had basically the framework um trying to trying to kill the the agents and that was interesting and it was unique in a lot of ways a bloodthirsty brand of robots not so much you know, it's, it's been done and based on last night's episode it's been done a lot better yeah it just feels very cheesy um and not threatening at all i mean every time the main bad guy opens his mouth you know you're laughing instead of cowering and you know, it's this isn't a scary show. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be too threatening either. But you know, there's a feeling of a lack of a lack of interest really in the in the bad guys. And actually, you know, beyond that, it's they're kind of a joke. And um, yeah, it's it's a strange one. Again, one last Riverdale point. I'm not obsessed with the show, I swear. But Deke continues to feel like a Riverdale character. His his line delivery is also poor. Um, and his character in general just, he's just annoying, you know, I don't want to say it, but he is annoying, 
you know, I'm sure the actor does the best that he can, but he just feels like a caricature, and, you know, he's he's given a lot of the comic relief, and he just doesn't really do a good job with it, you know, I, I don't think I'll laugh once at anything that he said, and his kind of over-animated delivery and his over-animated performance just kind of gets on my nerves, if I'm being honest with you. Um... And I think, you know, he's, it's a shame, really, that when you look back at uh, characters like Hunter, who was genuinely funny and was a lot more uh, adept in terms of his acting ability, you go from Hunter to, to Deke, and it's, it just kind of epitomises how the show has, has fallen in quality for me. And as I've touched upon already, the plot line is absolutely insane. I mean, the, the basic summary from this is that in order to save S.H.I.E.L.D. you have to save Hydra to basically make sure that the world is was as it is. Forgetting the fact that Hydra has been responsible for countless deaths, um, you know, the, the characters seem seem pretty okay with keeping this organisation in, despite the fact that they know for a fact that they're going to cause countless deaths, wars, um, struggles, they're going to get Bucky turned into the Winter Soldier, you know, which is the real main sad part. And they just they just seem happy with it because, you know, why not? You know, they don't want to affect the future, um, even if that means that the future could be a lot better than it's turned out to be. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very strange one. It just kind of sums up the, the writing quality on this show. I think it could lead to some interesting dynamics, definitely. Um, I think that S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is usually good at their kind of cliffhanger endings and you know stringing out stories to, to the full kind of 20 episode season uh, or however long it is but with this one it, it just feels kind of forced and I think they will be leaning heavily on the nostalgia aspect I think that's clear I imagine a lot more characters will be coming back as they go through this uh, time jumping scenario which could be nice you know certain characters as I mentioned already that have left the show I would like to see more of I did like to see more of but it just feels like it's going to be a bit of a cheesy ride but I'm, I'm here for it in all honesty because like I say this is a show that that is fun it's meant to be light-hearted it's meant to be easy to watch and it, it definitely is that in a lot of ways it's difficult to watch in terms of uh, scratching your own eyes out because of uh, how poor the the writing is but all in all you know it's, it's good fun it's good for a laugh and uh, these these are characters that we've stuck around with for for seven years now and it'd be interesting to see how their story ends it's a shame really that the show was not given greater stature that it wasn't respected in the way that i think it should have been especially in the early series and you know if they were given the opportunity to to link in with the films more i think you know it would have been a lot better as a result and you know obviously now with disney plus they are doing that um you know they're linking the series to the films which is great but it's a shame really that Asia's shield was kind of overlooked in that department and you know their their budget was obviously not to the standard that i think it should have been it feels like a, a missed opportunity in a lot of ways like i say the show has brought some really good series some really interesting stories and some great characters and you know it's it's brought brilliant actors um to the front and given guys like Clark Gregg you know servants to, to Marvel it's given them the kind of limelight that they deserve but um, it feels like a wasted chance here you know because there was definitely potential for this show to be incredible and at times throughout the years it has been you know you look at where it is now the decisions that have been made and 
the potential story that's lined up and you know this series just doesn't feel like it's going to be the quality that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should be. That said I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of this series pans out. Uh, I hope you join me for future episodes where I'll be hopefully joined by our video editor uh, Bez. So 5 out of 10 for this episode but in terms of how much I'm looking forward to episode 2 probably, probably like an 8 out of 10. So please join me next week, next Friday, episode 2. I hope to see you there. Goodbye.